Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Monday, November 20th, and today happens to be the birthday of Sister Emily Vincent, and so we hope Miss Emily has a happy birthday and is blessed of the Lord. Yesterday was her Uncle Ricky Vincent Sr.'s birthday. I trust he had a Happy birthday also as well. Well, this is Thanksgiving week, so we've got a special sermon we're going to be preaching this week, or actually Aaron, we preached it back some years ago here at the Island Ford Baptist Church. I'll say more about that in a moment, but let me ask you, if you would, to pray for us. My wife and I, by this time, should be nearly to our place there in North Carolina. We're going to be traveling in to visit with Melissa's mom and dad. And Lord willing, we're going to be staying with Daniel and his children, helping him watch them a little bit in this week while they're off from school. And we'll be celebrating Thanksgiving with our family. My mom and dad coming in from Kansas, Joshua and Katie and the kids coming in from Oklahoma, Hannah and Drew and the kids coming in from Virginia. We're going to just be gathering in, swarming in there in North Carolina and spending some time together there for Thanksgiving. And also going to be celebrating Christmas at the same time together with our family. So if you would pray for us on that, we do have folks lined up going to be filling in for us here as we'll be missing Wednesday and Sunday. This Wednesday, Brother Joel Gray, pastor of the Vision Baptist Church in Millers Creek, North Carolina, will be filling in for us. And then on Sunday, Brother Randy Bryson will be filling in. Brother Bryson is a member over at the Pleasant View Baptist Church in McQuady, Kentucky. Looking forward to those men being here. They do a good job filling in for us, and I appreciate them helping us out that way. Amen. We're also looking forward to on Sunday after Thanksgiving, that 26th, we're looking forward to being able to be in the ordination service of our youngest son, Benjamin. He announced his call to preach a couple of years ago, and now they're going to ordain him as the youth pastor of the Maple Springs Baptist Church in Rhonda, North Carolina. So we're excited to be a part of that. I've been asked to preach the charge to him. My dad asked to preach the charge to the church. And then their pastor, Brother Ponder, is going to be preaching to the young people there. And so I hope that'll be a great meeting and a great blessing. That'll be Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock there in Rhonda, North Carolina. All right. Well, that's enough talk about all those things. I do have a couple of good songs queued up and then the message from the Word of God. Hope you'll enjoy the Roten and Arnold family singing a good song here entitled Three Men on the Mountain. Then the Shepherd family singing one we recorded years ago entitled There Ain't Nothing Better Than Jesus. This Thanksgiving Day, you can thank God for giving his son. Amen. Here's the song and then the message. All right, as we look into the scripture for this week, we're looking in Job chapter 1. Very, very familiar scripture But I thought this would be good for the Thanksgiving week as we're going to be celebrating Thanksgiving Day. So I thought that it'd be good to look at these scriptures and think on this thought. In times like these, worship is in order. So I hope you stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. Job chapter 1. I want to read the entire chapter and I'll give you what's on my heart, what's the thought that I believe, and I trust we'll be a blessing and bring God glory. That's our whole goal, is to glorify the Lord. If we glorify the Lord, He'll take care of saving sinners, 
He'll take care of getting saints revived and stirred. That's his job, right? Brother Conabaugh talking about, let's just let God do his work. Let's do our work. Our job's to glorify him. Our job's to praise him, serve him. Amen. He'll take care of those things. I believe that's right. Job chapter 1, verse number 1. Very familiar scripture, but I want to read the whole chapter. There was a man in the land of us whose name was Job. And the man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance also was seven thousand sheep and three thousand camels and five hundred yoke of oxen and five hundred she asses and a very great household. So that this man was the greatest of all the men of the east. And his sons went and feasted in their houses, every one his day, and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and to drink with them. And it was so, when the days of their feasting were gone about, that Job sent and sanctified them, and rose up early in the morning, and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned, and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in all the earth? A perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Hast not thou made an hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land. Just thinking that even the devil... Is saying God's the one that did all that. God's the one that blessed Job. God's the one that blessed Job's property. God's the one that protected Job's... Amen. Thank God. Verse 11. But put forth thine hand now, and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. There was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And there came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the asses feeding beside them. And the Sabaeans fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another. And said, The fire of God is fallen from heaven, and hath burned up the sheep and the servants, and consumed them. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another, and said, The Chaldeans made out three bands, and fell upon the camels, and have carried them away, yea, and slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking... There came also another and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house. And it fell upon the young man, and they are dead. 
and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Verse 20 is really where I want to take my text. Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped. And said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Most, all of us no doubt, are familiar with this story of Job. James was talking in the book of James. He said, ye have heard of the patience of Job. In other words, James said, Job's story is familiar to us, and we know how that he had to wait to see God move in the end, and yet God did move in the end. But what I read to you is the beginning. The beginning of Job's story, as it's recorded here in the Bible, Job grew up, we know nothing about his life growing up, we know nothing about his early married life. We know nothing about him raising his children. They're grown. time we're introduced to Job, he's got ten grown children. Seven sons and three daughters. And he's served God. Apparently he served God throughout that time. Apparently he's trained them in the way that's right. Apparently God has blessed him. He's gathered herds and cattle and different creatures in his farm. And he's got a large farm there. And God just blessed him over and over and over again. He's so blessed that the Bible said he's the greatest man. He's the richest man in all the east of that country. He's so great that God holds him up as a trophy. As he holds him out to Satan. Satan didn't come to God and say, let me get Job. Satan didn't mention Job. And Satan won't mention your good things. He'll only point out bad things. The reason he didn't mention Job, he didn't know anything bad about Job. God said, Job's a perfect and upright man. Not that there was nothing at all, not that Job couldn't improve, but that Job was walking in all the light Job had. Job was a mature Christian, serving God as faithful as he could, and the devil even couldn't find something to badmouth Job about. God set him up as a trophy, and, and the devil said, the only reason Job's serving you so good is because you're being so good to him. If I can put it in our modern day terms, the devil said, If you'll knock the props out from under Job, when Job falls, he'll curse you. And God said, all right, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to give him in your hands. I'm going to give everything he's got in your hands, only you can't touch him. And later on, he let him touch his body. But he said, you still can't take his life. Every time God allowed Satan to have Job or have a little bit more of Job, there were always restrictions. Amen. And I'm glad, thank God, that even when troubles come, God may allow the trouble to come, but He's got His restrictions. He's got His qualifiers. Amen. He'll only let just a certain amount of pressure, praise God, get put on us because He knows how much we can bear. Amen. But God set forth Job as a trophy and as an example. And the devil said, you let me at him and I'll show you what's in Job's heart. And God said, all right, I'm going to let you at him and I'm going to show you. What's in Job's heart. And so we see all these catastrophes that fell upon Job. One catastrophe after another. One crushing problem after another here in chapter number 1. But when we get down here to the end, that whole time of Job's heartache, that whole time of Job's trouble, Job cursed not, he sinned not with his lips, nor charged God foolishly, the Bible said. But verse number 20, as I said in my text, Then Job arose. Here's the bad. 
bad news. What did he rise from? He arose no doubt from his knees. He's been at the altar praying for his sons and praying for his daughters. And here comes all this bad news. Perhaps Job might have collapsed in a heap. I don't know that. But the Bible said he arose. And when he arose, he rent his mantle. That was a sign of the Easterners that their heart was rent in twain. They rent their mantle. And he showed that public sign that he's been humiliated and that he's been crushed. But he rent his mantle and he shaved his head. Again, a sign of weeping and a sign of mourning. And he fell down on the ground and worshipped. And I took that. Here's my thought I want to preach on today. In times like these, worship is in order. (laughs) Amen. In times like these, worship is in order. Now, there's some things that I want to point out to you about Job's worship. First of all, Job's worship was not based on feelings. Job's heart was not overflowing with blessings when he blessed God. Job's heart was broken in sadness. Amen. And yet he blessed God. Nobody would imagine that Job's heart was swelling with joy or with gladness or even with gratitude when he saw that all of his treasures were gone and even those things that he really treasured were gone. His heart was broken. His life was crushed. And yet he worshipped anyway. I'm going to tell you why. Because he chose to worship God anyway. And Job could have said very well that in times like these, it's not a time to quit. It's not a time to cry. It's not a time to pitch a pity party. It's a time to worship. Worship is still in order even when troubles come. Job proved to us that you can worship God even when materialism is gone. All of his goods were gone. Look at verses 20 and 21. Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshiped and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In this Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Amen. His materialism was gone. No more gold, no more cattle, no more blessings there as far as materialism. And a lot of people equate materialism with blessings. When the bank account's big, God's on His throne. But when the bills outstack the blessings or the goodness, we think God's dead. But materialism doesn't equal blessings. God does bless us materially sometimes, as He did Job. And we know the end of the story that God's going to double up everything that Job had. Amen. But Job didn't know that. And yet he could say in times like these, worship is still in order. You see, the messengers had just delivered the terrible news that Job's stock market had just crashed. Amen. Everything that he had, verses 14 and 15, tells us that the Sabaeans had taken all of his oxen and his asses, the donkeys, and had killed his servants. Verse 16 tells us that fire came down from heaven and destroyed those sheep and his servants that were watching them. Verse number 17 tells us that the Chaldeans made up three bands and captured all of his camels and killed all of his servants. Verses 18 and 19 deal forth the most dreadful news of all. 
And that is that Job's children, a windstorm has come through and smitten the house. They were all in one house. And a windstorm came and smote the house and it killed all of his children as a result. And Job could have said, I've lost it all, but I still have God. I believe I'll just look at God. I believe I'll just be satisfied in God. Amen. We don't need all the things we think we got to have to rejoice in the Lord. We can talk about old times. We can talk about when they came to church. By the way, ladies would come to church with their hair pinned up and their bonnets on. And they'd shout the, shout the bonnets off and des- dance the pins out of their hair. Amen. Now they bob it off till they can't even get pins in it. That's true. Anyway, we talk about the old time when they come to church. They didn't drive up in an air-conditioned horse and buggy wagon. They didn't sit on padded chairs. Amen. Here's what I thought. I thought in those old days, and we played the song, Miss Nora Tucker requested sometimes and others, about all of the wagon tracks around the church are gone. It talks about how that things has changed. It's what it's dealing with. Here's what I thought. When they came on horse and buggies, they tied their horse to the post outside the church. Because they was planning on staying a while. Amen. We could almost leave our cars idling sometimes. We're in such a hurry to get in and get out. Amen. One fellow said, most of us think we're going to the drag race on Sunday. We drag in and we race out. That's true. But Job said, I don't have nothing now. I don't have anything. But he didn't. He was not a pauper. It was not that he didn't have anything. Everything was gone except God. And he realized God was enough to praise God for. Amen. In times like these, worship is in order. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. So we're going to have to break in the message right there. But Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow and continue this message throughout this week. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.